We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week, followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, also known as Tweedledum, and she's Sophie. Also known as currently Sophie. Yep, and we're on the road with Mickey. This is episode number 40 for October 12th, 2020. And our feature topic this day this week is looking back at our experience last year with Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. So I think we've got a fun episode for you. But as always, before we get started, we wanted to go over some cheddar from the big cheese. And I've got um, a couple things, um, not a whole lot, but um, but I got a few things. So I'll start us off. Okay, Soph? Okay. All right. So, um you know, last week we reported about how Josh DeMauro was at Downtown Disney in California, and he was, um, you know, meeting with the cast members and expressing his sympathies and apologizing and stuff like that. Well, this week he was um, also at Walt Disney World. He went to all the different parks, and you know what? He did exactly... Um, what real leaders do. They empathize with those that are hurting. And and I, and every time I read an article about this, I'm more and more impressed by this guy. So, um, so you know, hopefully at some point in the future, things will turn around for Disney and all the people that they had to let go will be brought back. And um, let's hope that that happens sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. So, and Sophie, you want to get the next two? Definitely. These ones are a lot more upbeat than the first one, and they are to do with the... The first one is to do with the re-normalizing of the parks after the pandemic, and that is going to be that Mickey Mouse and his friends will be returning to breakfast at Chef Mickey's starting on December 16th. It's I'm not sure if Chef Mickey's has been open or not, but this, if they I'm have, sure they haven't been doing character dining. We don't know because we did not go to the contemporary resort where Chef Mickey's is on our last trip. Right. And then another thing is it regards with ShopDisney.com, and I don't know if you guys know, but Shop Disney is the current way to get all your Disney merchandise 
when you're in the parks and when you're not in the parks because they sell everything that you can get there. And be on the lookout for a new Disney Kate Spade's collection. I love Kate Spade. This one is called the Kate Spade Minnie Mouse Collection. And I'm not quite sure what it entails, but it'll probably include some handbags, maybe some shoes if we're lucky. Well, it's more on the more on the um, purse and accessory side of that. Of that yeah. Side. So crossbody bags, wallets, mm-hmm. things like that. And all of them decked out with some really awesome Minnie Mouse um, stuff. Yep. <laughs> so, and just a reminder, you can connect with us. And you can connect with us on our Facebook group, which is the On the Road with Mickey group. And you can f- connect with us on YouTube at our um, YouTube channel, also called On the Road with Mickey. Um, you can email us at info at on the road with mickey.com or you can leave us a voicemail on our voicemail line 919-799-8390 and we look forward to hearing from you so um so please feel free to give us a, a shout out reach out to us ask us a question and we'll be happy to answer it thanks and now that's all the cheddar for the big cheese that i have for this week so why don't we move on to our feature topic, Sophie, and we're looking back at our experience last year with Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Oh, um, yes. That was a very fun trip. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I enjoyed that as well. So why don't you, Sophie, um, give us just a little bit of an overview about what the party's about. Well, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party is a special exclusive event, and that means that on top of getting park tickets, you also have to buy a ticket for the event, and it takes place after hours. So usually when it's going on, the park will close earlier than it would normally. So say the park closes at midnight, well, it would close at like 6, maybe 4 even. And then but usually it closes at six and the party would start at seven. So, uh, yeah, so that's that. And then the party is something special because usually there is a rule that you cannot dress in costume when you're at the park for fear that you might confuse some of the other guests into thinking that you are part of the cast members. So that's not something that you can do. But then when Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party rolls around, you can actually dress as you would in the parks. Mm -hmm. Not in the parks. You can dress as you would if you were going trick-or-treating. And there are many different stations to go trick-or-treating around the park. And they give you these massive amounts of candy. Yeah, exactly. Um, Exactly, Sophie. It's... It's a neat event because it's limited in how many guests they sell tickets for on each night. And so you have fewer lines for for some of the rides that are open. You also have the candy stations. And like you said, you can dress up. Um, One of the things that's neat about it um, is that when the park starts, the party starts at 7. But if you have a special ticket... To, to use the 
if you have a not so scary ticket, then you can enter the park starting at four. And I think that's where you got the confusion about the park closing at four. Um, so you can use that. And so if you are planning your trip, um, and you to be looking at going to the party, then that could be a day where you spend the morning, maybe at your resort or shopping or something, and then just go to the park with your Halloween party ticket and not need to have a regular ticket as well as a Halloween party ticket. So, so that's just a little something to keep in mind but um for this event we had never been before you know i had been once with some of my pixie travel agents but sophie and cindy had never been and so and and jagan and sheila and randy hadn't been to the one at walt disney world i don't think they'd only been the ones at disneyland so so we talked it all out and we all decided why don't we make this a fun long weekend and make a trip out of it and go to the party? And so that's what we did. And Sophie, why don't you go down the list and tell us who who we were? Yes. So the funny thing about it is, is that when I found out I was going to the Halloween party, I insisted on dressing up. I didn't expect anyone else to, but I was going to dress up. And I chose the White Rabbit from Alice in Wonderland because that's what I had in my closet. Everything I got from my costume, I got from my closet aside from like, well, three things. Mm -hmm. And then when Jagan found out that I was dressing up, she insisted on being Alice, and then her mom insisted on being the Queen of Hearts, and her dad got roped in as the Mad Hatter, and my parents got, got roped, roped in. in. <laughs> yes, we got roped in. <laughs> yep. And and mommy was Tweedledum or Tweedledee, and I was Tweedledum, and <laughs> um, and I am wearing my costume that I had on for the party. Um, and now I feel severely underdressed. <laughs> the only the only thing that you're not seeing is I have um, my Tweedle my little hat part with the flag that says dumb on it and um, and you can't pick that out because of the limitations of our technology but um, but it's kind of cool. Let me see if you can see it if I take it off. There we go. There it is. So that's my Tweedle dumb. <laughs> And um, and we had so much fun, you know, and like Sophie said, she had most of the stuff that she needed. And for um, Cindy and I, we bought these hats at like Michael's or something. And we bought the stuff we needed to make the flags and, and the, the shirts and the bow ties and the shirts. We already, you know, we had one of them and we bought a second one. So really, there wasn't a whole lot of investment in our costumes. It was Probably for the three of us, I would say probably thirty dollars is what we spent for to round it out to make them into what we wanted. So it was it was really affordable to do, you know. And that's and, um, my favorite thing about making your own costumes is that it's cheap and you can say that you did something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, we had so much fun. It was it was such a great time because we were. Um, you know, we had never done this. So we went to the parks from the, from our cabin at, at um, Fort Wilderness. 
and um, we took pictures of everything, and we, you know, we went and and got our first big bag of candy, and they they give you these the these starter bags um, with a whole bunch of candy in them, and then you just keep adding to them, and, and and you know, and if it fills up too much, then you pour it into something else, and then you and then you keep filling that up, and you just keep going and going and going, and you end up with enough candy to. You get sick of it after a while, probably. And heads up, if you think you're not going to get that much candy at Disney, you are severely mistaken. You are going to be walking out of the park that night with four to six pounds of candy. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's because some of the things that would normally be open as attractions, they've closed the attraction and they've made it into... Um, just a walkthrough for for candy distribution. So, for instance, um, you know, Ma- Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor would normally be an attraction, and you would sit and see the show. But in this case, you know, you walk into the entrance, you walk through the theater, you get your candy, and then you walk out. And so there is no show. So you know, it just allows things to move on. But um, but the more popular rides that you would mm-hmm. want to ride are still are still open like haunted space, mansion of space course space mountain haunted mansion pirates of the caribbean all you know a lot of the big ticket things that you would want to ride are really are really open so those three rides specifically wasn't uh-huh. there something different about them there was something different um so for the Haunted Mansion, since we're talking about Halloween, we'll talk about the Haunted Mansion first. And on the Haunted Mansion, they had the, um, who was it? The, the queen? They, no? No, not the queen. They had the butler mm-hmm. and Lady Rosemary. And right. those are two haunts that take up refuge in the haunted mansion they are them and 997 others right and they um outside on the front lawn um as you were in line to go into the haunted mansion so they were outside talking with us and Mm -hmm. they you know talking with everyone and um and they're really cool and i i wish i thought to find a picture of of the ones that we took but um didn't aunt sheila send us a picture i think she did um let's see if we can find it ah there she is i found it okay you want to make it your background real quick yep hold on you keep talking so you know so they were outside talking with us and they actually had a pretty good conversation with with um with sheila and me and you mm-hmm. yeah and um and it was kind of cool oh you just turn off your video <laughs> yeah accidentally whoops but there it was she really is. Neat. yeah so there she is and and you know it was just really neat to to get that interaction with her you know mm-hmm. so so it was kind of fun um and then you know the ride is just like normal as far as the ride goes and oh, then yeah. um, down the road a little bit over at the Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, what was neat about Pirates of the Caribbean is they actually had live pirates 
inside on the right and in the queue. Yeah, yeah, in the in the queue in the jail cell um, parts, and on the ride um, where you would see some of the pirates. Some of them had been um, put in with with real people, you know, real, mm-hmm. real cast members. So, so it was kind of neat to see them, um, and, and it was kind of fun. To you. To, yeah. It was kind of fun to talk to the guys that were in the jail cells. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so. I remember on the ride, I don't remember quite what it was said, but it was a pun. And I think the male pirate in the ride said something silly. And the girl was like, she looked down, saw you and was like, well, that's just Tweedledum. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. But I loved was- it. That's it was cool. so I'm funny. glad you remember that. I'm glad you remember that. <laughs> um, so it was just fun, you know. It's really neat that they that they go to that and and make some changes, you know, for these special events. Mm-hmm. And then the, the third one we talked about was Space Mountain, and Space Mountain um, was really just like normal Space Mountain, except it was really really dark, and it felt like we were. Um, it felt because it was space because it was so dark felt like they really had the speed ramped up even though we know that space mountain is the is actually the slowest roller coaster on any Walt Disney World property but um but we it was still cool and it felt like it was really really fast and it was so pitch black you couldn't see hardly anything and i didn't actually get the chance to go on space mountain that time but I thought I remembered Jagan telling me that in the Disneyland one, they actually make it so that there's a ghost chasing you through the ride. Oh, wow. I don't I'm not know. sure about that one, but I thought That's, I remembered her yeah. saying that. That would be cool. Mm hmm. Cool. So, so those three examples are just three examples of, of the rides that we have. Um, and how they make little subtle changes just to just to make them a little bit more interesting. Um, and then, of course, some of the other things that are really neat about Not So Scary Halloween Party, beyond the trick-or-treating and beyond the rides, is the parades. And and absolutely, bar none, one of the one of the biggest draws for going to a Not So Scary Halloween Party is to see the Booty You Parade. Sophie. You want to talk about it a little bit? I would love to talk about it, especially with the with the prelude that comes before the parade, but I'll save that for a little bit later. The Boo to You parade is a special Halloween parade and it is I don't I hardly know how to describe it. I love it so much. But of course it's Halloween themed. And it's basically like the Haunted Mansion came out of its ride and started partying with all of the rest of the Disney characters. There's Clarabelle, there's Goofy, there's Mickey on top of a giant pumpkin, and I think there's Minnie, too. And they're all dressed in Halloween costumes. There's the Mad Hatter, there's the Pirates, there's even Grave Diggers. And the thing that makes it so special is that you know when it's about to happen because the Headless Horseman comes by 
right before, and it is so amazing. It goes through the legend of Sleepy Hollow really quickly, yes, and then the headless horseman walks down the road on his horse with his pumpkin head in his hand. Yeah, it is so cool. Oh my gosh, I love it. Because that headless horseman is just like right there. And and it's like, how are they doing that? You know? Mm hmm. And, and, you know, the the Buddha you has a repeating over and over and over again, um, kind of a kind of a verse. And, and, you know, when you're doing it, it really gets stuck in your head a little bit. Hold on, I'm looking up the Headless Horseman right now because I want to show it to people. Okay. People but do not understand how amazing it is. Yeah, but it's really neat to to see the parade and just take it in. And, you know, because it's, like I said, because it's a, um, a special event, um, you know, the the seating for the parade is a little bit easier to get. You don't have to worry about as much about, you know, being packed and squished in with everyone else. Um, you know, so it's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. It is, although people actually do try their best to get as close as they can. Right. So it is a little bit crowded, but not that crowded because there are less people overall. Yeah. Um, and then some of the other things that are, are that are worth making an idea for um, for maybe whether or not you should do the party or not is um, you know is the is the fireworks and the the special shows with the castle you know yep so, as you can see I have the castle right now up as my background and I really love it. And it will look like this a lot during the night. And there will also be other ways that it looks like this. There's a way where it looks like it's made up of skeletons. It's really something cool to see. And pictures don't do it the justice that it deserves. Right, right. Oh, and another thing about the Budayu parade that's really cool is seeing the, um, seeing some of the ghosts from... From the haunted mansion mm-hmm. out in the parade, you know, and dancing and all that. So, yep, grave diggers. Some of them are yeah. ballrooms. I think there's even a Constance Hatchaway in there. I think. And there's... for those of you who are, Constance Hatchaway is my favorite ghost of them all. <laughs> and she is the Black Widow in the attic. Yeah. And then. Um, and, and, you know, the fun thing about the not-so-scary Halloween party is that it, it says so in the name. It's not so scary. You know, you're not going to go there and be, you know, if you have a little one that's six, they're not going to be terrified by something they see that they're going to, you know, have traumatic dreams or something, nightmares at night. You know, they're mm-hmm. going to have fun, you know, and. And that's what's really cool about it is that it's all about having fun. It's not about how badly you can scare someone, you know. So definitely. 
So, Definitely. And, and, and just a reminder that the uh, Not So Scary Halloween Party is exclusive to the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. So you won't find it um, for... You Epcot won't find it for Epcot or Hollywood Studios or, or Animal. Animal Kingdom. Nope. Yeah, it is exclusive to 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 um, Magic Kingdom, just like the Very Merry Christmas Party is as well. So, so that's mm-hmm. that's good to know. But um, but you know, there's a there's a lot to see and do, and I don't know that we've even scratched it, the surface of it, and and all that. But you know, some of the some of the fun things that that we had was just being able to just see all the other people in their costumes and, and how many people were like, wow, you all are great in your costumes, you know? And it was, you know, those sorts of things just kind of made the night, you know, cause oh, everyone was definitely. having so much fun. You mm-hmm. know, it was all about having fun. So we even saw someone who was the caterpillar, caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, when you guys were in the bathroom, this this one made my night. It was the first time someone recognized my costume. And there was this little girl. She was dressed up like Ariel. And you guys were in the bathroom. And I was sitting out there waiting for you. And she was like, Mommy, Mommy, that girl looks like a bunny. <laughs> it was so cute. There you go. <laughs> it was. It really was. Um, of course I didn't see it, but that would be really neat. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, so, you know, if obviously this year they're not doing the Halloween parties and they're not doing the Christmas parties and, and all that. So, so I thought that's why it makes sense to talk about what we saw last year, you know, because, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, it was, October 4th, so it was uh, last week, you know, this time last year, when we actually were at the party. So it's kind of yeah. neat that we had that opportunity to to take the, take advantage of that and, and do the yeah. party. Yeah, so. it was very fun, and I will say that I will miss it this year. Yeah. I don't necessarily need to dress up for it again, but the party itself is so fun to go to, even when you're not dressed up. And it's just great. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's worth going to. Mm-hmm. So so I think that um, wraps up all the thoughts I have on the party. Is there anything that, that I miss talking about, So The Hocus Pocus show. There was this show out in front of the castle. It wasn't right. a fireworks show, I don't think. But it happened while we were there at the Halloween party, and the three Sanderson sisters from the movie Hocus Pocus, which, if you don't know what I'm talking about, shame on you, go watch it. It's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. They came out, and they threw a villain's Halloween party in That's front of the castle. Right. And it was so much fun to see. There was the boogie, Oogie Boogie Man, there was Maleficent, there was the Evil Queen... Mm-hmm. And most importantly of all, they sang I Put a Spell on You, so it's great. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Sophie. I can't believe I forgot about that. But mm-hmm. but it was fun, and it was a good dance, you know, a good show. Um, a good spectacular, I guess mm-hmm. you call it. So, 
So there's a lot of little things that go on, um, or not so little things too, you know, with the parades and whatnot and the fireworks show. So, um, so, you know, for this year, obviously, since they're not having it, if you're, if you're missing not being there, probably some good ideas would be to, um, to go ahead and look up some of these things on YouTube, you know, Mm -hmm. look up and find someone who did, uh, a video of the booty parade or the the fireworks show or the hocus pocus villain spectacular you know things like that so um so maybe you can watch them with your with your kids and say oh well, look at them look at them you know and so forth and then maybe next year you'll be at a point where where they'll be having it and you'll and you'll want to go you know uh-huh so. And if you do go next year, hit us up and let us know what your costumes are, because we would love to imagine what you all look like. And who knows, maybe I'll find the time to go and see you guys. Yeah, exactly. That would be fun to to have a meet up one night at, at a um, not so scary Halloween party, you know, mm-hmm. and, and maybe say, hey, on the road with Mickey is there. Come find us. You know, we're wearing this or whatever. Yep. Well, all right. Okay. I think that pretty much wraps up the feature topic for this week. Yep. Anything else, Daddy? Not for the feature topic. So let's move on to this day in Disney history for October 12th, Sophie. I would love to. I have three things to share with you guys today, and none of them are Halloween themed, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, the there's actually not a lot of stuff going on on October 12th in Disney history. Maybe that should change in the coming years. But yeah. I'll start up with 1955. So, October 12th, 1955, the Mickey Mouse Club airs on ABC TV. Today is Anything Can Happen Day. It is Season 2, Episode 5. The Adventures of Mickey Mouse, the 26th overall episode of Disneyland, airs on TV. Walt Disney will discuss in this episode the career of Mickey Mouse and present several cartoons. And unfortunately, that's all I really know about it from what was given. But it sounds really cool to me. Me too. I think that'd be neat to see. Mm-hmm. Next up. 40 years later, in 1995, this one is a lot more exciting to me, just because it's closer to when I was born, Walt Mm -hmm. Disney World will welcome its 500 millionth guest, and her name is Michelle Davis. Wow. That's, that's, just blows my mind, that many people. Mm Mm-hmm. And didn't it open in 1971? It did. So let's so see. 24 years, 500 million. Yep. And That's still a, going strong. Still going strong. Yep. And then in 2007, a ceremony announcing the 2008. Oh, Siri, what are you doing? Sorry, Siri got pulled up and I don't know why. In 2007, a ceremony announcing the 2008 Walt Disney World Ambassadors 
was held at Animal Kingdom on October 12th. T.C. Newman from College and Career Start Recruiting, who began her Disney career in Disneyland Entertainment and has been at the Walt Disney World Resort since 2001, and Carrie McPherson from Walt Disney Parks and Resorts Sales, who joined the Disney team 13 years prior through the college program at the Magic Kingdom's Outdoor Foods were chosen. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about the ambassador program. So. I don't know much about it either, but maybe it's something I should look into. I'd be neat to look into it. Um, I did a quick little math, Sophie. And yeah. for um, Michelle Davis and the 500 millionth guest. Yeah. If you factor that in by the 24 years, that works out to about 20 million. Eight hundred and thirty-three thousand three hundred and thirty-three guests per year. That's a lot of people to go through the Disney parks, isn't it? I'm more impressed that you managed to get that answer that quickly, Daddy. <laughs> well, it's simply a calculator program. <laughs> oh, for a second I thought you did it in your head, and I was like, why on earth? earth did i not come to you for help when i was in calculus yeah no but anyway that's that's a lot of people that is a bunch of people that is a huge bunch of people well changing that's all, topics. yep that's all i have for disney history today who's our who's who character Okay, I have a very special movie, and the lead character for this movie is the initials M.R., and they have a dog, and that's all the clues I'm giving you because you tend to know everything. M.R., and they have a dog. Yep. If you don't know, that's okay. I'll just tell everyone. Yeah, I don't... I can't piece it off the top of my head. The movie is Coco. <gasps> oh! Miguel Rivera and his dog, Dante. That's right. Miguel Rivera is our Who's Who character for the day. And you know what? Despite his family's baffling generations-old ban on music, Miguel Rivera dreams of becoming an accomplished musician like his idol, Ernesto de la Cruz. Desperate mm -hmm. to prove his talent, Miguel finds himself in the stunning and colorful land of the dead following a mysterious chain of events. Along the way, he meets charming trickster Hector, and together, they set off on an extraordinary journey to unlock the real story behind Miguel's family history. And that's really, it's such, it, I know everyone in the world has seen it, right, Sophie? Oh, yes, but still, but the idea. But if they haven't. Blissful ignorance. Go watch it and have your innocence shattered. 
if you haven't seen it, you need to see it. It's as simple as that. But um, but I have one piece of did you know? I'm and it's not much, and you probably know it anyway. Miguel comes from the town of Santa Cecilia, which is named after the patron saint of music. You knew that, I right? I did know that. That's the only did you know I've got for for Miguel. Or for Hang Coco, on, for that matter. Went, it, you glitched out a bunch, but I did know about the St. Cecilia of music. Mm-hmm. That's the However, I did not hear the second half of what you said. I was saying that that's all I've got for who's who for, for oh. Miguel. That's the only did you know. Well, I have a did you know. Go for it. Did you know... That we can guesstimate exactly the ages that Hector, Ernesto, and Imelda were when they died? No. How? Because this is what one of the directors said when they were working on Coco. Hector died when he was 21. Ernesto died when he was 42. And Imelda died in her late 70s. Oh. Okay, so we're not guesstimating, it's just that that's what they told us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what they told us. Okay. Well, in continuing and wrapping up on our theme for um, the Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, my Walt Disney quote is about children. And he says, and I quote, Why do we have to grow up? I know more adults who have the children's approach to life. They're people who don't give a hang what the Joneses do. You see them at Disneyland every time you go there. They are not afraid to be delighted with simple pleasures, and they have a degree of contentment with them with what life has brought. Sometimes it isn't much either. And that's the kind of person I want to be. Someone who is content with what I've been given. That's the kind of person I want to be as well. Yeah. And that is my Walt Disney who my Walt Disney quote for this week. Um the last thing I want to talk about, Sophie and I, um, for everyone listening, we have decided that we are going to have a charity spotlight. And um you know, a lot of other bigger um, and, and probably better <laughs> podcasts <laughs> than ours um, have been doing this and YouTube channels have been doing this for a long time. And I thought, you know what? We've been blessed to be able to do this podcast and we have a we have a small following and, and we and we enjoy what we're doing here. And so we're going to highlight um, from now until the end of the year. We are going to highlight a special charity that has helped round out our family. And Sophie, um, you know as well as I do that we are going to be talking about the Noose River Golden Retriever Rescue, right? Right. And for those of you who don't know, that is where we got both our beloved babies, one after the other. And they were both Goldens. 
and I miss River so much. Ever since I had to move, I've been missing him. Yeah. How is he? Oh, River's doing awesome. He's Good. doing really well. He is eating his food like he's supposed to. And um, in fact, this morning when I fed him after his walk, his morning walk, um, he didn't eat all his food. And we went up to go, we went upstairs to get ready for work. And when we came back, when, when he came up with us and I said, you know, if you want apple, you're going to have to go eat your breakfast. <laughs> and so, you know, we were just getting ready for work and he, he goes somewhere. He usually goes to the Steph's room and lies down. But when I came down after getting ready for work, he was sitting by his bowl. His food was all gone. And he was like, where's my apple? <laughs> because River loves a good treat of apple. And He's so, in that phase. So He's I'm in like, that phase. Yeah. So, so it was really kind of cool. So he got half an apple this morning, just like, just like, you know, he would if he eats his breakfast. So, and mm -hmm. that helps, that helps him anyway. But, yeah. um, but before River, we had Reagan, who was a senior rescue, and and they're both rescues. River was um, found in Carteret County, North Carolina, and we were fortunate enough to foster him and then adopt him after his treatments for heartworm were done. Um, mm -hmm. But the Noose River Golden Retriever Rescue does excellent work, and their website is goldenrescuenc.org. And they, and you know, the charity, it's a 501c3 that helps um, abandoned golden retrievers to find their forever home. And, you know, like, like Sophie said, we used them twice, once for our boy Reagan and the second time with our boy River. And, and they're absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm. So if anyone is interested in donating to their organization, the place you can do so is at Golden Retriever rescue i'm sorry let me start over the place to do so is at goldenrescuenc.org slash support dash nrgrr and they have a lot of different ways you can donate um, you can donate to specific things to general donation or whatever and we're going to make a donation as a family as well um, to benefit them so if anyone's interested look them up let me know if you have any questions. Feel free to shoot us an email, info at ontheroadwithmickey.com, and I'll be happy to talk more about and even share a couple pictures of our boys that we have from, from when we had them, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have some on my desktop, but I don't want to change my background picture anymore. No. So, um, so reach out to us. Let us know if, um, if you're interested in and helping out this really good organization. And if you are in the Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina area, and you are looking for a new uh, a new rescue to to maybe add to your family, then give them a thought, give them a look, mm -hmm. um, because they only um, they only adopt out dogs to one to a 100 mile radius from Raleigh. So that's the only drawback to putting this all over the internet. Is that you have to be local to the to this area to yeah. be able to get one of their dogs. But they are a super good organization, and I and I highly recommend if you um, want to 
um, if you want to support them, then I think you will you you cannot go wrong by doing so. So so anyway, that is our charity spotlight, and we're gonna focus on them every week. And at the end of um, at the end of the year, um, we're gonna you know move on and and maybe look at a different charity. But um, but I hope that. I hope that this helps them out in, in some small way. So, all right. Well, just a reminder that On the Road with Mickey is sponsored by Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis and Tech Solutions NC. If you have any computing or travel needs, reach out to them. Tech Solutions is found at techsolutionsnc.com or on Facebook. And you can reach Mike for travel needs at mike at pixievacations.com. Or on Facebook at Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis. Sophie, as always, thank you for making me look good and improving <laughs> the quality of our show. Oh, hush up. <laughs> and Your shoulders are invincible, Daddy. There we go. go. And, um, and as always, thank you for co-hosting. Of course. I had so much fun. This makes my week most times. Okay, great. And we will see you, see on, the you road. on the road. Bye. Bye.